0: This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each week, all about music and we touch on a whole variety of topics each episode and this week I got to chat with Andrea Von Kampen who's a folk singer from Nebraska. She's got a whole bunch of music out. She put out an album last year called Old Country and she's got a bunch of other EPs out as well so check it all out. Yeah but let's jump into the chat with Andrea. So we have Andrea von Kampen with us. How are we doing today, Andrea?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: It's a good day. The sun sun is not shining yet, but it will be soon.
1: <laughs> it's shining where I am. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it. It's four o'clock somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just wanted to start by talking about your latest release, "Hard Times mm-hmm. Come Again No More," which is a yeah. cover of the the old folk song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's from. The soundtrack of a movie that you, I think you're doing the whole soundtrack for, and you're also starring. Called Multibello, mm-hmm. is that how it's pronounced?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. Yeah.
0: My Italian <laughs> <impact>. man.
1: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
0: how, how's that process been? Doing both the soundtrack for a movie and also being the star of a star of a movie as well.
1: Yeah. So my, uh, my good friend, Alexander is an independent filmmaker, and he had done like a lot of my music videos in the past. And he had always kind of talked about this script he was writing called Multibella about a songwriter. And it was always kind of like, uh, assumed that I'd probably do the music for it. And then as things got closer and he actually like got funding and was like, I think I'm actually going to do this. He was like, you know, is there any way you'd want to act in it too? And I was like, well, I don't, I'm not really an actor. <laughs> I, I can write the music, but I'm not an actor. And you know, a lot of times, a lot of times when you have a like music driven script, sometimes you're picking between someone who either has more acting or more music skills. And, uh, he went with the more music skills this time, but, um, But yeah, so then I started writing this soundtrack based on the script and the characters and, like, the prompts that were asked of me. And then, yeah, we flew over to Italy. We shot the whole thing in a month. Uh, We finished in November. And then, you know, everything shut down really soon afterwards. So we felt really lucky to have kind of got the whole thing done right before, you know, it wouldn't have been possible. So uh, it was cool. It was a really cool experience. It was a lot of work, uh, but I'm excited for people to see it.
0: Yeah, nice. I'm a, I'm a sucker for any movie that's about musicians. <laughs>
1: um, What's your favorite one? Oh,
0: damn, that's a...
1: Sorry, I... Roll reversal here. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it. The hardest question of the interview. I don't know. Um, damn. I'm sure I have one, but I just can't can't think of that's one right okay. now.
1: Just throw it out there if you think about it later.
0: I will. I'll just if you're speaking, I'll just interrupt you.
1: Please just do. Yell it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that's important. Do you have a favorite one?
1: You know, I've got a couple. I kind of grew up on a brother We're out thou, and so oh, yeah. I like love that soundtrack. And then um, another big one for us was that thing you do. Have you seen that? Have no, you seen I don't that know movie? That one. That's a really good movie. It's uh, like one of Tom Hanks's. I think maybe he directed it, but it's he yeah. was really young. Everybody was so young. Um, right. That's a great movie. Uh, those are two of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. So mm-hmm. Brother Where Out Thou? Um, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a trip, that movie. I still don't know what it's about.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of themes going on there.
0: <laughs> I do actually. I like the soundtrack for that movie. Is that kind of an influence on your your sound
1: for sure i mean i think like you know gillian welch was really influential in that soundtrack and that was kind of my first first taste of like truly stripped down music you know there's something so authentic and raw about that music and it's just all about how you know you sound naturally and so i think that that was almost like a really cool soundtrack to grow up with
0: from my research on you i've found that kind of your a lot of your family is also also musical mm-hmm. but in kind of very different ways to like doing very different things to what you do yeah so, definitely like your, your brother is a some masterful composer mm-hmm. and I think it was your dad was a <laughs> was it a choral <laughs> arranger or something you got it no he's a choir director choir director
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> did either of those kind of things influence your music at all
1: yeah. I mean, growing up, I went to so many choir concerts. Like I was probably the world's most patient child. Like I look at children now and they can't get through like 10 minutes of something. And I'm like, I had to sit through two hours of this, <laughs> like, but that has nothing to do with the question. Um, Yeah. No, I, I mean, my brother David composes and he was really into a lot of different kinds of stuff. And for him, it's not, it's not like one genre that he's interested in. It's like just good music amongst all genres that he would listen to so i grew up listening to a lot of the stuff he was kind of uh studying or uh, influenced by and then yeah i mean a lot of like traditional choir music too so i'm not sure how much it influences what i do now other than just like kind of it probably in some way like built a musical vocabulary or toolbox somewhere in my mind that maybe i use subconsciously.
0: Sure. And you you work with your own music. You work a bit with your brother, David. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, David arranges all the music for me. So I write the songs, write the music, the lyrics, and then David and I kind of get together and talk about the direction of the song. And then he arranges, like, you know, string parts or whatever we'll bring in after that. He also plays piano. He's the piano player on all the tracks.
0: And do you think having your brother doing that is maybe a different kind of relationship if you just had a another friend or something that was a a, an arranger
1: for sure i mean my brother david is very honest (laughs) i mean (laughs) like there's no there's no like trying to beat around the bush and like you know if he doesn't like something he'll just say that's terrible and this is why and so I mean, I think there's a, there's a real honesty in our relationship that I think is really different than working with someone who you're not related to.
0: And is that kind of, that honesty, is that something you, you're kind of, I don't know, comfortable with or thankful for?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting more used to it. Every project we work on together, like, uh, David's, I think maybe eight or nine years older than me. So for a while it, it kind of like that big brother little sister dynamic but now it's starting to feel more like a like a partnership or a a work a work experience that we both really enjoy and we like collaborating together
0: yeah right i was just kind of thinking about in my past not not like family or anything but like with people being brutally honest with me it's, um, (laughs) it's so funny like that like with music i can i was like they can do like i remember this produce i was working with i'll do a bad bad vocal take or something and it'd be like that shit and i was like yeah, yeah, I, I agree and then just move on that's just like yeah so different from my i don't know in real life i'm i'm way more sensitive to um to criticism i don't know but with mm-hmm. music it's just like whatever i don't know yeah if you, if you feel the same
1: kind of depends what we're criticizing and who it's coming from (laughs) but uh yeah i mean it's it's never easy to hear that something doesn't sound good or or isn't what people want but uh i think it all kind of uh, like helps you arrive at a better place when you have people that um you know bring different things to the table
0: Hope you're enjoying the chat so far, just breaking it up as always to let you know. If you wanted to check out Andrea's music, you can head to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you stream music or wherever you buy music and you should go and follow her on her socials which I've linked in the description of the episode and if you want to, you can check out the socials for Life on Music as well which are also linked in the description and you can subscribe to Life on Music wherever you're listening right now to hear episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with andrea you mentioned to me before we started the interview that you've recently finished a new album
1: is it yeah we stopped touring in march and then uh everything shut down and i was sort of like you know i I'd, all my shows are cancelled what am i gonna do and i had some material i was working on so i Kind of like finished writing up that and then went to the studio and from middle of march until about two weeks ago i was tracking and now we're kind of in the mixing editing stage and hoping to have everything kind of mastered and ready to go in probably like a month or so so it's excellent. exciting i'm i'm really uh i really like this next record i'm super excited to be able to hear it so it's been a productive time and lockdown
0: yeah no that's cool and what kind of similarities and differences are there with this one compared to your previous album or eps Mm
1: -hmm. yeah well we're working with a different audio engineer so Mm -hmm. um you know he just has a completely different way of doing things which was kind of an adjustment for me he's really thorough and so that was a change and we're just kind of kind of like experimenting with a lot more sounds in this one i mean still keeping it in that like folk storytelling um way of being but kind of exploring like new sounds and tracking and just uh you know doubling guitars and voices and just kind of like things i haven't really done before
0: and you mentioned you finished you finished off a bunch of the songs just recently uh, like finished writing them mm-hmm. has it been a bit more tricky recording them without kind of live testing them first a
1: little bit like some of the songs that I put on my first album you know I had played out for like a year and a half and so like I, I really knew what I wanted but it was almost kind of the flip side like I hadn't gotten so used to playing it with just guitar vocals or just you know my band and singing so that like we could kind of just take it from nothing and just do whatever we wanted with it without worrying like well, when we do this live, this is what we do every time. So it was almost like a freeing in a way to have not like used these songs a lot on the road yet.
0: Okay, yeah. So maybe they're just a bit more fresh and more exciting, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. We talked a little bit about kind of your, your family being musical, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But when was it that you first picked up music yourself?
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew up kind the I'm the youngest of four children. So by the time I was born into the family, it was kind of already happening. It's kind of like the family business. So, you know, I always just loved singing. And then I got a guitar when I was maybe like 12 or 13. And then from there, it was sort of just like, I was always singing and playing. And then when I went to college, I realized like, if I really want to make a life out of this. I have to write my own songs. Like I can't just Cover other people's songs—that's not gonna be enough. And so I like sat down as a sophomore in college in my dorm room. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna write a song, <laughs> um, my first song." And uh, I wrote a song called "Drain Song" that I put on my first EP and I I put out, and it it actually ended up doing like really well. And it kind of set me up for like failure because it's like the first song I've ever written has <laughs> done better than a lot of songs I will write. You know, have now done, but um, yeah, it's just weird how that happens, but that's kind of how it all started.
0: I wish my early songs were good enough to be to be um successful
1: i wrote a, I wrote a lot of bad ones after that. I mean, it was just like this weird moment where you know something kind of good happened, and then you know, I kind of like regressed a bit for a year or two <laughs> with the rest of the songs that I wrote. <laughs>
0: Yeah, It's kind of interesting. Um, A lot of people I speak to, they've kind of been writing since they were so young. I think I'm in the kind of the same boat as you where I didn't start until I was in in college or university, whatever. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's always interesting when people kind of start a bit later.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
0: You also mentioned, you said you can't do covers forever um, when you're starting, but um, Mm -hmm. you still do occasionally release a cover for sure most of them I there are songs that I haven't heard before and I haven't realized they were covers and so mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking a bit more into it but yeah they always sound kind of like a song that you've written like the there's to me there's no difference between the sound of the original songs and like the cover songs which mm-hmm. I, I think is very cool so
1: oh thanks
0: well, well done on that
1: <laughs> yeah I'm trying to fool people <laughs>
0: That's it. Yeah, I didn't know what's that one. That's um the Bob Dylan cover on the album,
1: on old country. Yeah, yeah. If you see her, say hello.
0: That's the one. Yeah, I was just listening yeah. to some Bob Dylan yesterday, and it came on. I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, with that song, I just loved the lyrics so much but I was just kind of like fiddling around in like a different tuning. And I don't think I'm using any of the same chords that he used. Right. And then like, I totally changed the melody in some really key places. So it's like, that's kind of a, that's a big uh, interpretive song for me where I, I really mm. kind of ran with it and it's not, you know, it kind of sounds nothing like the original.
0: Yeah, this may be blasphemy, but I think I prefer your version to Bob Dylan's. <laughs> i don't know no I don't comment know if, yeah, i don't know if anyone's allowed to say that um, that's
1: funny
0: don't tell anyone
1: Oh no, will we'll keep that we'll keep that secret.
0: <laughs> you've had to shut down live shows for the most part but you mm-hmm. have a couple coming up is that right
1: yeah so we're gonna do two in my parents backyard we, we've kind of had like odd restrictions here like a Nebraska is a pretty small state population wise. And so we never fully shut down and you can kind of do like outdoor things. So we're going to do two live shows in my parents' backyard tonight. Yeah, we had a full band rehearsal last weekend and it was just so nice to be with the band again and playing and stuff.
0: And so those are full band shows?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And is that kind of your regular thing? Because I guess it can work either way with your kind of music
1: yeah and i do a lot of different setups kind of depending on the venue and the gig and everything sometimes i play with my trio a bass player and a fiddle player and that's kind of a fun you know real like acoustic kind of set and then um sometimes my other brother comes in and plays drums with us and that's more of our full band uh sometimes both david and paul play david will play piano paul play drums we'll have the fiddle and bass so it kind of just depends you know what the situation is but um i also still really love playing like acoustic solo shows as well so
0: is there a setup that or a lineup that you prefer over any of the others
1: it kind of depends the venue like if i have a right. really captivated listening audience i think i still always just really love playing solo um because that's kind of how i started and there's just something really intimate about that but uh there's other times where i just Love having all the players on stage, and just kind of the flexibility of having everyone—you can just do so much more.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a weird one with kind of the the folky, uh, like folky music, where a lot of the times you want to, for a lot of genres, you want to see a full band. But with folk, it just sometimes just works better when there's less people.
1: Mhm. Definitely.
0: I wanted to talk about your your album, your last album, Mm -hmm. which is old country
1: Mm -hmm.
0: compared to, I guess the, the one you're doing now, was that a, any different process in the writing and like creation?
1: Yeah. So I had written those songs over a longer period of time. Some of those songs I had been playing out for almost a year and a half by the time we went to the studio to record them. Um, some things were similar like the editing process of tracking songs and getting mixes back and David and I giving notes and, and just almost like, almost like writing a book where you like have this master editor and it's just so much back and forth before you arrive at the product you're happy with. So those two processes have been similar, but, um, you know, this new one, I think we worked faster than last time. It's just because we all could, like we just had this open time. So, you know, we could almost get into more of a rhythm or a groove this time. And that was fun. I mean, it just sort of felt like we were like this was this is what was meant to be happening. Like we were all just supposed to be working on this together. So, you know, we would see the same players and it just kind of became like I think how most bands make records where they get to go and spend two weeks together. It was almost like that, but spread out over like five or six months. So right. it was cool. It was a, It was a cool experience.
0: Yeah, I think listening to that um i think that's kind of where i first heard your music i think i would seen you on instagram somewhere and i was like i'll oh, check this out it has a has a cool vibe and mm-hmm. yeah i love listening to that that album it's always a good time thank you and can't wait till the next one.
1: Oh well thank you i appreciate it
0: no problem and you've talked a bit about in the past uh, just with different interviews i've seen or read that you're quite inspired by literature Hmm. How, how does that come about in your music? How do you translate kind of literature to the songs you're writing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess like I, I feel just a lot of things that I read. Like if I, I read a cool story between two people, I'll just, you know, jot down some ideas going on there. Or even if I, I'm reading a poem and I just like one line, I'll just feel it because I think it's cool. And I can kind of like uh, take that and build something off from that build something out of that but yeah I mean I just like I can't I can't live every life you know like I I think a lot of songwriters write a lot just about their personal experience and I think that's valid and awesome but you know when I look at trying to write over the course of a lifetime it's always going to be a little bit about me because it's coming from me or my perspective or how I interpret something but you know, I'm interested in writing more than just about, like, my personal experience with people in my life. I kind of want to push that and write about, you know, other things that matter to me. And so I think books is, like, a great place to draw for that.
0: You're yeah, right. And that was that with the – so you're writing the soundtrack for the, the Multibella album. Was that kind mm-hmm. of a similar approach just with a script rather than a book?
1: Yeah. I mean, so all the songs that I wrote had prompts. Like this is the song we want. This character, she wrote this song about this, and so it was actually kind of an odd experience, like totally getting out of myself because I was writing for a character who is a writer. So like one of the prompts was like, this is her hit song. So I I almost like pushed to make it more, you know, like more poppy than maybe I would write something for myself because when I think of like a hit song, it's something that you know is, is sort of catchy. So it was really weird to get in that mind frame and just like write almost force someone out
0: right yeah write, writing a hit song is a that's a tough prompt
1: <laughs> yeah just write like the best song ever yeah, that soundtrack. everyone loves <laughs> uh, easy
0: <laughs> right candle in the wind or get
1: out. <laughs> yeah exactly
0: so is the new album that's separate from the the soundtrack
1: yeah so I kind of have these two projects right now the soundtrack nice. and then uh we've got we've got quite a few things to do on the next record before that will be out but you know we're kind of kind of got the two projects going
0: yeah very cool looking looking forward to hearing both of those uh albums and yeah i suppose that's a that's a good place to wrap it up i think thanks so much for for joining me and thanks for your time
1: thanks for having me
0: Thanks for listening and thank you to Andrea for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Andrea's music wherever you buy or stream music and follow her on her socials as well as the socials for Life on Music where you can keep up to date with everything that's going on. And if you wanted to, you can subscribe to Life on Music wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.